एक मिनट रुक जाओ रेडी होने दो चलो ये कर लेते हैं
one it was very op heavy what do you mean by we like your batchmates from me and two of my friends yeah yeah both were batchmates from same like college uh so we decided we we don't want to do like a very op heavy business want to do something tech oriented uh so you know we saw that instead of uh, you know making uh, uh, patients to travel from uh, one country to india the same pattern could also be seen domestically where you know people from smaller towns were traveling to larger uh, cities uh, for treatment and referral was a big thing there as well so started exploring that market uh, you know uh, you know and also started thinking how can we do it tech first so essentially like i would say one one and a half years down the job we we uh, we decided that you know we'll pursue it full time didn't leave our jobs but like that decision was made ki yaar chhodna to hai ab job uh, so we started with a, a idea that you know can we make a network of doctors where they will exchange referrals with each other uh, and uh, there were kickbacks which were existing in the industry we thought we could regulate them but you know since it is borderline unethical uh initially we didn't see a lot of traction there as well uh, so i think i think broadly so like uh, if i'm a gp and my patient needs a eye surgery then on this platform i can find an eye surgeon and i can exactly. agree to a like a revenue shares kind of a thing or some something of that nature on the platform only and i can refer my patient to that eye surgeon exactly so the only difference from what you said was the agreement of the revenue share because like i said it is considered unethical uh, to take a kickback from referral by a doctor so these arrangements were generally done uh, uh, you know in in few cases uh, offline uh, you know where uh, people would not uh, uh, sort of do the transactions online but offline but like a lot of doctors also don't take kickbacks uh, so from a kickback model we actually shifted more to a uh, you know a genuinely referring uh, a patient uh, finding the right doctor in the in the nearby town and uh, you know connecting with them and eventually referring the patient because the patient deserves a better doctor in that specialty okay so uh, you were saying that uh, i mean i described what that business was and then you said it was not exactly like that after that i didn't hear what you said Yes, yeah, so I was saying the the uh, the difference between what you just described and uh, uh, what it was was that the kickbacks were not happening on the platform, and uh, okay. originally so it was more I, like a chat interface. It was more like finding a relevant doctor near you. Uh, you know, uh, let's say if you are sitting in uh, you know a small town, let's say in Hanumangarh, uh, and you want to refer a patient to Gurgaon. which is or jaipur which are the two sort of tertiary centers and like a lot of these decisions are also based on where the patient wants to go because they might have a family in jaipur or gurgaon uh, you know so uh, the the idea was can we create like a directory of doctors which can be exclusively given access to only doctors and then the doctors can use that directory to find other doctors and maybe uh, call them up or chat with them and refer a patient so that's where we started from and what this did was not like see because this is not like the only thing that happens in the industry there are a lot of doctors that also genuinely want to refer without a kickback as well hmm. so, right, right. so, so this is like a linkedin for doctors in a way exactly so that's where we started from 
and uh, uh, i think this is the idea on which we left our jobs as well we 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 you, we you left the job without any promise of funding etc just on this idea that oh yeah 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 you don't get promise of funding uh, without leaving your job especially if you are a first time founder so uh, so left our jobs uh, uh, you know of course uh, uh, you know leaving an investment banking job uh, was was something that was difficult for my family to accept initially but like always you know they've been uh, uh, you know they they've had faith on me like you know in even in the quota days uh, they had faith like i they didn't intervene much in general uh, in in my decision so that is good uh, but anyways uh, you know we we on that idea where we had figured out that you know digital healthcare is something that uh can be solved by bringing doctors online because like everyone else was very active online and doctors were not like the only place where doctors by that time were coming online was whatsapp like other than whatsapp you would not them see them being active uh this is 2014 so uh we we and like one of the very interesting thing that later on we saw was you know doctors were being part of these whatsapp groups and they were uh, discussing patient cases in those whatsapp groups so that was a very very interesting in- like like knowledge exactly sharing. so that was a very interesting insight that we got later on once we started committed to doing the venture uh, so i'll come back to that but uh, like in in terms of the journey what essentially happened was we left our jobs uh, started uh, with with few interns from the same college couple of others as well like four interns we had uh i think one of the key hacks that we found at that time was uh, we got like medanta to sign up all their doctors on our platform because this would essentially become like a free referral channel for them so we we had built an app uh, after i think leaving it took like couple of months uh, so we made made sure that they downloaded the app so i think on an average we would get like one two three maximum doctors a day at that time we also hired like an army of interns at that time who would travel around and do the same thing like us uh and essentially what happened by this method we got like i think 3 4000 doctors on board uh in the network and and, and you all this purify like the app and the business or? Or, or the name came later like was it called so curify right it, it was called curify that time yeah it was called i think the 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 initial thing was 911 india but when we left our jobs we had uh, shifted to curify like a cooler the medical tourism venture was 911 india so uh, essentially you know at that time we were able to raise from few angels when we had these like 3 4000 doctors uh and and you know medanta was there so at least like this model could be seen where by by some way you could bring in doctors together on a platform at least but out to this 4000 how many were actually using the platform to connect like very less very less very less so uh, essentially what we realized uh, later on was referral is not a daily use case right and like lot of doctors Uh, would would might use it once in a while whenever they don't know a doctor of a particular specialty uh, so we essentially uh, also uh, sort of started introducing news in the product 
and and within news uh, you know we sort of made it specialty wise so you know giving a doctor news for their specialty became, became like a more uh, regular frequent use case for them and this way we got like few more thousand doctors and essentially that is when the whatsapp insight came in where we saw doctors using whatsapp groups to discuss cases with each other and uh, there were a lot of other things that were discussed in those whatsapp groups as well uh, so uh, i think one of the key insights that i can draw from hindsight so how did you get access to those like doctor exactly. only whatsapp so that's what i was you know it's 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 awesome when you are when you know who you are catering to you should just hang out with them like feel like find friends uh, find friend of friends they will like show things to you by themselves right so so hang out hang out in the community that you are catering to is probably the number one learning uh, that i feel i could derive from the whole experience so far so so you know like once we had that hit like critical mass uh, uh, we sort of opened up the discussion forum in the platform and that is when we started seeding content as well initially you have to do that a lot uh, over time what happened was we saw discussions happening happening naturally there were two primary type of discussions happening one was uh, you know uh, uh, discussion around cases and the second was discussion around violence against doctors so <laughs> so uh, no it's it sounds funny but it's real like lot of doctors are facing you know in small or large form violence and like it's a profession where people get emotional about the outcomes right like like patient relatives and all so uh, we decided that we want to focus on just the cases use case because we felt there is a much more value in consumption of that content like with the other type of content you would never feel uh, you know coming back again on the platform uh, for consuming that content so we we stopped everything else started focusing on us on on making it like a case discussion platform for doctors so from a linkedin for doctors we actually slowly pivoted to stack overflow for doctors Okay, help me understand what is Stack Overflow. I, I have not used that. So Stack myself. Overflow is the uh, platform used by engineers. Whenever they are stuck on any code problem, they go to this platform, and there are enough people who have contributed around queries similar to them. Hmm. Okay, it's like a Quora in a way. Like a Quora in the modern days, you can say. Uh, I think the only big difference from Quora was we were very image heavy. so every so think of it like an instagram or a facebook kind of interface where uh, the case can be understood just by the image it could be a report or it could be like a real picture of the affected area yeah 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 hmm. so so that became the experience which people came uh, and experienced again and again on the platform so one of the other key insights i would like to share here was you know like while case discussion was the main engagement use case for us the acquisition use case still remained like until uh, you know even later uh, uh, part of the venture be uh, part of the largest directory of doctors in india like that fomo feeling was very very critical so so you could have like while building a community or like any product have different use cases for acquisition and retention so it's important to think out you know which are like these use cases 
Yeah, yeah. Did you start monetizing? We we did. Uh, we we intended not to do it until we you know really go global and we started moving global before monetization. So started seeing like a good initial traction in countries like Middle East. You know where wherever there is Indian population, they would relate a lot more with the community that we had. Uh, so yeah, I mean uh, we we did globalization a little bit, but uh, uh, I think there was a time. that's something I, i i think i will not go into a lot of detail but uh, we we had some uh, internal discussions going on and uh, you know we we were raising at that time and because of certain constraints uh, like even after having term sheets we were not raising at that time and the only way to survive was to monetize how did you monetize we we were getting like lot of these pharma companies healthcare uh, devices companies so another interesting insight is i think at that time i remember we we were uh, whenever we would pitch to investor we would say healthcare is 280 billion dollar uh, i think it was projected to be 280 billion dollar in 2020 and out of which i think some 70 80 billion dollar was spent on medical devices and pharma and doctor focused marketing like wherever marketing is doctor focused uh, those part of healthcare were some 70 80 billion dollars Mm-hmm. And like that, that is where uh, the conferences and the exactly. the foreign trips for doctors and all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that market is seventy eighty billion dollar, and that market cannot be directly advertised to patients. That is where all these. So even if let's say ten percent of that is generally that is twenty thirty percent expense towards marketing to doctors, there was a very nice like ten twenty twenty odd billion dollar market. marketing expense or advertising expense towards doctors which is what we were going after at that time in india uh, so like these, which is also what i think uh, if you heard of this company in the us called doxify i think uh, doximity this doximity 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 sorry yeah doximity is something similar to that no they they also built exactly. like a linkedin 10 billion exactly. valuation when they went public yeah they 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 did ipo we were like fuck they could have but i think it's fine yeah, like, no, yeah. no regrets to be honest i think uh, you know being a first time founder getting an exit early was also helpful how did uh, these investments come to you like these opportunities like i mean how I do you enter main reasons, i uh-huh. think two main two main uh, channels one is you know like own iit/entrepreneur network that you know uh, we i think lot of people from iit today are doing entrepreneurship and like all of us are very connected if not formally but like one on one connections so you keep getting these introductions and like lot of entrepreneurs you also they reach out to you cold and you know like the ones who you so resonate with you like to spend time with them and like they also honor uh, you know like for example one of these companies recently got into yc so uh, like they had spoken to me they were healthcare i sort of just had one call and they probably liked the advices that i had given to them in that call and like i i told them that you know keep me posted i probably uh, didn't like say yes to them for investing but when they were like closing the round they came back i was like it's fine like i'll be happy to participate and then they got into yc recently okay 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 so so two primary reason one is the iit slash entrepreneurial network and second is healthcare so like i get a lot of deals on healthcare because of probably having the credibility around that 
Yeah. How much did you make from that exit? If you are at liberty to share, <laughs> it's it's not it's not public. <laughs> it's not public. But it was good. Like uh, you know, bought a house, uh, started. Yeah, your parents were happy that the risk. Yeah, paid yeah. Off. <laughs> I mean, my parents were happy, but some of my extended family still feels. What did I do with like a startup? Uh, you know, it's still risky. There is no surety even today. Like. Uh, Hey, I remember one of my like paternal uh, grandfather. Like we have a very extended family, so he is still like confused why why did I go for it? But yeah, I mean most part of my family is happy. If you like to hear stories of founders, then we have tons of great stories from entrepreneurs who have built billion-dollar businesses. Just search for the Founder Thesis podcast on any audio streaming app like Spotify, Ghana, Apple Podcasts, and subscribe to the show. Okay, so then what? Like once that sale happened and you decided to move on, when did that happen? Around two thousand nineteen, I guess. It yeah, so the sale happened, and there was a transition period. So we stayed there until 2019. Uh, I think uh, when I exited, I had a rough idea around what what space I want to go for. But I think after exiting, uh, started committed, you know, committed deeper into it. Uh, hired like a few sort of early people. What was the idea that you had? I think at that time I was. figuring it out but like the core idea was uh, you know like communities are awesome right and uh, we had like a lot of uh, people who were building communities on whatsapp so that was again a very very key insight for me where instead of you know platforms which are much more organized like facebook linkedin people were increasingly moving to whatsapp to build communities So which you saw with, with the doctor community that uh, that whole I, experience exactly yeah. so so that was also there but like over time like during the transition period I saw this whole phenomena like every month I would be at least getting invite of one such group uh, on WhatsApp so got very very curious I found it really really powerful because by then WhatsApp was the de facto platform to engage with people who you trust. who you relate to who who you already know and you know that be being used for building like a very tight knit network seemed very very powerful i think initially it was awesome but over time you know i realized that the engagement there also fizzles out uh, or if the engagement grows it becomes spammy uh, for people so if the community starts scaling Uh, beyond let's say 30 40 active members you know who are regu- regularly chatting on it it would become spammy for the rest of the members and uh, whatsapp experience would would not be the optimal experience for such people and uh, what whatsapp realized, has that 256 member limit exactly also, uh, exactly so lot of people were shifting to telegram at that time you know they like it's almost the same time when i was figuring out what to do and like this was one problem that stuck with me i think telegram's approach was also good but i thought you know like if you want some something where you have to engage like a significant number of people you know uh, on a regular basis a single chat experience will not work out and something like what slack and discord do you know having like threads for different uh, 
so the idea was can we build something which is uh you know multi threaded chat like slack and discord but with a mobile first experience so that's where i started from and uh i think it took like a lot of time to figure out what exactly in this space is the problem i think one of the core thing that i started as a value prop was discovery of communities on the platform but uh, uh like realize that have to build the supply first uh to really fulfill that discovery initially i was doing like a hack where uh you know we were creating these communities by the system so i created a beautiful algorithm in my mind uh it was called lpig so l is legacy p is profession i is interest and g is geography so if you combine any of the two factors uh so if if let's say i take myself you know my legacy would be the institutions that i've been part of also institutions could be my hometown the colleges uh then the profession could be like professional attributes could be entrepreneurship healthcare uh, interest could be whatever interest i have geography for example could be gurgaon so if i combine these attributes so for example iit delhi alumni who are entrepreneurs in gurgaon that gives me a whatsapp group right yeah 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 it does <laughs> so, so the idea was can we pre create these whatsapp group type communities on the platform and let the people have threaded conversations in them but so whenever when someone I, signs up then they have a whole menu of communities and they can choose exactly. which one they want to join based on the parameters that they enter i think that is where we started from uh I think by that time we had incorporated our company. Uh, so who is we here now? You uh, you continued with the same co-founders or no like? no 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 no. I I found uh, uh, a new co-founder. Uh, this was a tech-first co-founder. My other two co-founders were more like business-first in the previous company. Uh, so him, me, and then like couple of other people who I had hired. Uh, So I think I think that went well, uh, uh, you know. Uh, and your your version one launch was what? Like, help me understand that go to market version one launch. What was it? Exactly like what, what I told you. The, el- the, el- the algorithmic communities that I had, we had. So we had some fifty thousand communities which we had created on the platform, hmm. algorithmically, and hmm. we started onboarding some people. Uh, no, what, what was it? Was it like a chat app or like what? It, I mean, it, how was it? It was like a. It was a. The pitch was discover relevant communities and engage with like-minded people in it. Okay, so it so was it like was, a social network. It had, network. it had primarily two two things. One was uh, discovery layer of communities, and the second was chat uh, between the members. and then there were features like polls like the chat was much more enhanced than whatsapp uh like every community could have different threads uh, so that bit but i think what we and this was a mobile first uh, experience this was a mobile only experience at that time mobile only okay okay so uh, we started sort of seeding certain communities as well uh and how did you acquire customers was it like Facebook ads and Google ads and Facebook all like ads. Facebook ads. How was your Facebook ads? Uh, started feeding like a few communities. Uh, eventually realized that 
you know this is not something that uh, will like at least in the early days will work out because <coughs> without the community manager a community is is it's there always has to be a community manager so either we as a platform we start becoming a community manager or we find people who are ready to you know manage those communities and in the early days was there was nothing for them on the platform right uh, either either uh, you know you have people and then you incentivize people to build awesome communities on top of it so we didn't have that and uh, we also were like we were okay okay in terms of tools but like there was no single tool that would sort of be the champion to bring in a lot of community builders like for example on clubhouse people move because you know there are audio first tools uh, which were not there in the social space at that time so i think that was one key learning we we eventually realized that communities cannot exist unless the community manager is incentivized to run a community so we sort of started figuring out uh, uh, you know what to uh, do uh, with with that ecosystem and how do we get more tools for the community managers to to sort of have them on the platform uh, i think did a lot of experiments around that and the the thing with this venture is it is a very very core tech uh you know in terms of the amount of tech efforts that go you know building a chat which is simple like whatsapp and then also building a social network layer on it, top of it so it's like combining the whatsapp and facebook experience uh, both on top of it it took a lot of time in terms of you know making that transition uh, so essentially i think uh, somewhere by end of last year is when we started onboarding some of the uh, community managers and we actually completely removed the discovery from the system uh, because we felt that community you know which are communities which are not being run by anyone will be a negative experience for our members so it's better to only show discovery which are relevant communities and we started focusing on thinking that will build the supply of the communities first and then open up discovery so once we started focusing on community managers uh, again one of the key learnings after a few months was uh, community managers who were having an intent of doing something with that community for sort of entrepreneurial gains like for monetary gains would generally put in a lot more effort then uh, you know uh, the people who were just doing it for for the fun of it uh, there has to be a exactly so uh, you know we we also started focusing to narrow down the experience around how do we solve for these community builders who are also entrepreneurial you know who want to monetize these communities and that is when we realized that you know the whole market is basically this this whole creator economy which is which is shaping up and uh, you know the whole creator economy the thesis is that you know uh, the whole uh, set of people and probably this is something that will happen over next 2 2 to 3 years where a lot of creators will want to own the audience that they have on the social platforms today right when i when i mean own the audience it also means that 
you know for reaching your own followers doesn't need an algorithm to be you know fighting against with uh so for example if you have your followers on youtube or instagram or any channel for that matter even like facebook groups uh you are not sure whether your members will receive it the algorithm decides that so that seems like a very very big factor in the long run which is essentially called the decentralized internet theme uh, where uh, you know the influencers should have the ability to have their own mini social network or internet and then the other theme was creator which is also what substack is offering exactly exactly and the other theme was this whole creator economy which is again what substack is also doing where you help these creators monetize their audience so we we saw this trend that lot of these creators were using platforms like slack discord telegram to you know to manage their existing audience and uh, do things with them like you know paid events paid courses uh, which is not just selling a brand which they generally do on social media uh so that became very very interesting for us and i think over time uh, you know like long story short we we i think three odd months back we we sort of launched with the new direction where now we are a platform for creators who are also entrepreneurs uh, to help them uh, build a branded community where they own the audience and then monetize that audience via various digital first services like paid events paid memberships uh, you know where you build like a paid club uh, with exclusive membership and uh, paid courses paid consultations so 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 the core architecture remains the same where you know they are managing the community but the intent of managing the community is very very clear now so over last so eventually months, monetization hmm. exactly so not even eventually like lot of these people are already monetizing like one of the key learnings and within last three months that we've had is it's better to go after creators who are already thinking of monetization at least so i don't want to ideally pitch to a creator ki yaar you can also monetize i think they already know that they can monetize they need to see certain examples so we want to help people who are already thinking of monetizing or or already monetizing and we want to give like them this whole toolkit this whole saas where they can own their audience and make the most out of the audience in terms of monetizing it give me an example of uh, community entrepreneurs like a few examples people who are maybe sure. using your sure. platform like what kind of people sure. are they and how do they monetize sure so there is this uh, i'll give you two very broad different examples uh, one is this uh, uh, creator uh who is a stand up comedian uh called garb malik so he was you know before he met us he was running like five six whatsapp groups one telegram group zoom for host so the idea for his community is that it's like a online comedy club that he has built and he is charging a monthly membership for accessing these comedy events online uh and like he hosts regularly like shows so they while you can have these shows on a individual ticket level as well but 
you could also be a member where you want to sort of see these shows anytime anywhere you can see that uh not anytime but like real time uh so so he was using a lot of tools not only these but for seeing analytics he was using another tool for managing the link of zoom which can be leaked he was using another tool so so you know someone like him when he presented like minds to him it feels very appealing uh, because uh, you know he could do all that on a single platform and uh, so today you know he runs this community uh, with with three digit number of members uh, uh, who have subscribed to his community membership uh, you know and and like he keeps on bringing new comedians uh, do like make them do shows so yeah i mean this is one use case a very very different use case is you know about these uh, uh there are a lot but let let me pick one uh, there is this uh, uh you know uh, this uh, brigadier who uh, runs this online academy again something that he was doing on uh, like events on zoom or meet and then you know running a facebook group for the academy and multiple whatsapp groups uh, uh, academy so he, teaching what teaching life skills uh, primarily around time management and goal setting leadership skills i would say primarily uh, like a so, tony robbins uh, yeah someone who sort of aspiring to be a tony robbins ha huh, right, okay right so so uh, now he also launched a membership community on the platform also launched few courses which he is now upselling to the community uh, as well as the outside members and you know give them the community if they buy the course so these are like two different examples one is like a club exam use case and then the second is more like a micro school or academy kind of use case now this is very different from let's say a typical coaching institute where you would do like tests and attendance being mandatory this is not the that use case there is a lot more value in peer to peer networking as well in such communities so so that is the core difference between some of these coaching center apps versus us for these academy or micro school use cases and and typically what do they charge like a couple of 100 rupees a month or is it like a monthly fee that they charge um, for membership so in many cases uh, it is monthly uh early three, like three digits rupee uh but there are communities which like uh, have even monthly fees of 7 800 so there is this yoga instructor who runs a very successful again three digit membership community uh, on the platform uh she charges i think somewhere around 800 odd rupee per month uh, they also have like quarterly annual six monthly packages generally the model is you you get lot of people who start with monthly plan and they renew with these quarterly annual and uh, you know for rates right and like one of the core problems that we are solving for them is managing these renewals on the app itself if someone doesn't renew blocking their access nudging them to make sure that the renewal happens similarly uh, one of the key thing that we are now focusing on is event turnouts how can we improve event turnouts in such communities uh, one of course in paid membership communities but 
also into free membership communities where you know uh, if someone registers can we can we help them like help the creators to have a better turnout or like even in free communities can they also monetize individual events so for example in the same case of this comedian he could also onboard members for free and let them engage in the chats in the community but for an event they have to pay so they decide which chat spaces are open for members they decide which chat spaces are linked with a specific event uh, or a course you could also run like a a, a cohort based course on top of this community stack so that is where we are heading to our idea is you know community has to be essential for a business who we work with uh, slowly we are also venturing into uh, moving away from just individual led uh, communities to smaller team led communities uh, where we see that the intent is much more to sort of build the community for long term hmm 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 okay like a business doing it uh, uh, instead exactly. of an individual doing it hmm. okay. exactly okay so you know do you have inbuilt tools for creating courses for creating video events like do you have all of that or those are external tools that are plugged in like say a, a zoom webinar is created and shared over here so right now it's external being plugged in uh, in terms of video uh, like there is a, of course a stack of uh, cataloging an event uh, taking payments on top of it or uh, taking registrations for a free event sending reminders giving them analytics around these events how many people registered and then we also have ways to capture who all attended the event uh, so right now the video is streamed on the choice of platform by the creator so could be zoom meet any 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 platform uh, even for example in this case the link of this podcast uh uh you know that can also be sort of linked with the event uh, button mm, right but right. like, like a paid are... podcast one could launch a paid podcast on it where only members can listen to the podcast exactly this could also be a replacement for only fans no in some way yes hmm but is that something you are okay with uh i think we are not really targeting that segment right now not very very comfortable with that use case uh but never say never because of the legal gray area or what exactly. it's not just legal i think we've not seen enough inbound like we are right now only focused on india uh, probably the market is also not that mature uh, so yeah. we have not categorically said no but we have definitely not focused on the segment as well so so far we haven't received any creator in that segment who wants to do this so uh, like you know what is the journey of a community owner when they sign up do they get like a like a is there someone in your team who like handholds them through the process or like like you know tell me about yeah. that like for a new like say i decide okay i want to do a community around my podcast so so what would be my journey on the platform so uh, essentially you will uh, once you've shown your interest we will like do a basic call with you to understand your goals and whether we are the right fit as a platform for you 
and uh, we'll also tell you so what every community manager is manually vetted like as yeah, of yeah. now as of now yes but that's not very scalable na? like in the long I, I know right in the long run we'll have to move to automated onboarding but uh, like one of the things that we've recently introduced is you know fixed monthly pricing for uh, using our software so that helps in checking Uh, you know that only serious community builders are coming so, uh, as of now people need to download the like minds app they, they, the the uh, community owner doesn't get like a white labeled app and all that yes as of now yes hmm. Hmm. but there would be some custom link that he would send to his followers which yeah, would yeah, yeah. directly exactly. land them to his community okay. and now we've also app. created a web web version of this so uh, like in web like a new version that we are launching uh, later this year is is something where we are going to give them custom domains uh, so the whole software of 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 the community uh, so for example if you have a community today on discord or slack you don't need to use that you use the similar experience of let's say a discord or slack uh, which is similar to like minds on desktop our mobile experience is whatsapp heavy our desktop experience is going to be slack or discord heavy in terms of the look and feel uh so instead of discord.com slash something it would be uh, akshay's podcast or whatever name that you have for your podcast uh .com slash community or community dot word uh, and that will render the whole community interaction experience uh, for you so white labeling on web is something that we are launching soon white labeled app is something that we want to first evaluate whether there are enough takers for it because of course that will cost them a lot more than what the web experience is costing them uh so yeah i mean that is where we are but we feel that there will definitely be few takers for it and the thing is like i said this is a market to be created for next you know 3 to 5 years especially in india uh so i think over next few months we'll also make a decision around whether we go global first or whether we see enough traction in terms of white labeled and going deeper into like the indian market so uh can you uh, i mean you know the the creator economy is like the next new buzzword like say 10 years ago e-commerce was that thing which all the startups were chasing today it's the creator economy or the creator entrepreneurs uh, especially around community building that everyone is chasing so can you tell me the space like give me a lay of the land like who are the players in it what are each of their strength areas and you know where does like minds fit into that lay of the land yeah so uh, like i told you you know there are different uh, uh, i think two primary themes that uh, are there one is decentralization of internet which is where like a lot of uh, platforms like uh, discord slack uh, telegram are doing it at scale uh, where the audience is owned by the uh, uh, in a way owned by the uh, platform by the uh, creator uh, the other theme is monetization of creators where there is a huge number of platforms doing n number of things so for example there are uh, there are platforms like only fans which are catering to a specific use case of creators uh, there are platforms like uh, you know uh, i think clubhouse is also going to venture into that at some point 
where you know you want to sort of go after podcasters uh, to sort of monetize their podcasts as well but that will you know remain like a discovery led platform as well so primarily going to be used around discovery uh, then there are a lot of these cohort based course platforms that are coming up uh, like there is this platform called maven uh, in in us and then you know in india also there is this platform recently launched by uh, by an academy into this cohort based course space so that is there uh, which is a lot more around horizontal use cases uh, similarly you know this horizontal use case monetization uh, uh, platform uh, is is class plus where you know you you would see these uh, so i think uh, there are different needs correct so there are these different needs which are being captured by these different players so for example within the create uh, like the cohort based course uh, phenomena one space is where you know you bring in the audience for them you know like probably clubhouse is doing for podcasters uh, you know there are these platforms like you know in india there is uh, front row there is bit class uh where the core value is cohort based courses but there they will own the audience they will bring in the audience and the educators and creators just need to take the courses please right but, now what about like facebook groups like like that's like the the big daddy of communities right i think right? i think that is that that is going to evolve into how probably my space evolved it just died down uh i think the good thing about facebook is that they keep innovating keep coming with new products uh i think there will be a space for them for sure mostly centered around discovery of new audiences capturing new audiences that will still remain on those platforms so, so that will become they, like a top of the funnel where creators exactly. can find new members and then direct them to one of these decentralized platforms exactly exactly so they will continue adding value on these platforms as well because the more value they add the more incentivized they are going to be around uh, you know enabling these kind of behavior but the core is uh, who owns the audience like in long run creators will want to own the audience uh, in some way like so so that is where i see these platforms uh, i already told you about you know i feel whatsapp telegram slack all of them will remain similar i think whatsapp will evolve a lot more into uh, commerce e-commerce use cases for small business owners i think uh, that's where i think that will evolve and then i think uh, even like the very very space that i am going after which is the community platform space uh, i think uh, people will find use cases uh, so even like today we are little generic while we are our core differences we are heavily focused around monetization of communities some of the other community platforms are just giving them spaces to host their audience uh like one one innovation of course is on their own domain which we also give but i think even in that like giving them easy products to monetize their audience is something that we have picked as a niche in this space as well uh now whether we will have like one use case around that monetization or multiple use cases that is still to be seen i think we 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 feel that two use cases which we have sort of figured out so far uh, 
one of which we'll go big on one is membership communities uh and second is uh, event led monetization could be course as well we see courses as just a linkage between different events uh, hmm. within hmm. the community hmm. right right so, okay so uh, you have a lot of data of users i mean surely you would have a thought that i mean it's an asset which you are not utilizing now you could for example in some way monitor like you said you have some three digit creators so each of those creators would have maybe three digit followers so you know maybe you would have some five or six digits in terms of the user data with you you're not thinking of any like way to monetize that i think uh, we've taken that decision that we want to go for the uh, like enabling ownership of data uh, to the creator instead of ourselves so you consciously taking that decision that we will not do that okay how many uh, users are there on like minds today like uh, like you said it's in uh, five digits hmm. and end how many of them are yeah yeah end users yeah and how many paying users are there like who ever made so most of them are paying most of them are paying like we've recently just recently started this use case around events so far we were just focused on memberships so people would come only if they pay for the membership of the community right so now but a lot of them would be free i mean i i'm sure right, so like i said uh, you know we so far had only focused on membership so so people would manage their top of the funnel on the social networks the free users on the social networks and they last their members like them to the sort of come here to come here uh exactly exactly but like lately lately we have started seeing some of the uh, creators who also want to bring in their free members there so early in that but like over next few months i think we'll have a lot more free users as well and the creator can create a different experience for the free versus the paying yes. members like like some content can be for free members some content exactly. for paying members and stuff like that exactly okay. so you could create like different events or different chat spaces for different category of your members so what's your uh, vision for say 2025 you know like what what kind of numbers do you want to so my my uh, i'm not like i said you know we've intentionally dropped thinking about the end customers but uh, like we we see ourselves as someone who wants to serve a million creators by 2025 okay that's amazing and uh, like what kind of revenue are you expecting to do this year like pro- you so, you get like, like I, about 5% of the membership fees that they pay right so we have uh, multiple plans and again we are figuring out our uh, revenue share what is the optimal one uh, we have started with 5% for the base plan and uh, there is a higher plan as well where we also allow them to integrate within their payment gateway so it's again more and more moving towards uh, you know uh, uh, not owning the data not owning the data so 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 we want to maintain that dna in the long run and that is why we are even open for white labeling because it doesn't matter to us whether users like end users are downloading our app or a third app or a second app so so uh, so yeah i think uh, uh, you know numbers uh, we are, i i would say we are still early we are not chasing any specific revenue numbers but like i said you know uh, we 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 the number the north star metric is how many creators are we catering to 
so we would like to reach you know at least in few thousands uh, uh you know in in one year let's see how that goes uh i think we are still in the product building phase uh, uh to be honest and i don't want to chase numbers until we have that mindset ki our product build ho gaya aur now we just get creators on the platform mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right okay okay what changes as a second time founders you know from the first time a lot of around. things a lot a lot of things yaar i mean it's it's almost like uh you know uh you have seen one cycle and especially you know once once you've seen the good cycle where you know you made some money in the process as well uh so i think it changes a lot in terms of that uh you become much more mature in terms of approaching everything uh you much you become much more thoughtful while taking these decisions and uh you have access to talent better you have access to capital better uh sometimes i feel you know it's it's also different in terms of the like the rawness that is there in first time founders i feel sometimes i've lost it <laughs> uh, like i <laughs> like you know not thinking before doing is also important in a lot of cases so yeah so for example a market like kurofi probably we would have like i would have never picked up if if i was a second time founder uh so i think second time founders generally pick something for long run uh i've seen a lot of second time founders uh increasingly picking up saas plays uh you know uh, uh because it is less riskier in general you know you could bootstrap for longer uh, or you know with, with smaller capital so your dependency on investors also reduce over time so like i think generally i've seen like saas plays are only picked up by more matured founders you know you would not see a lot of college kids picking it up uh you would see either people who have worked in an industry for a while or you know people who have like run a venture like there are always exceptions but like or even the first time founders would pivot into a saas business hmm 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 so i think personally one big difference saas needs more uh, a more polished product to come out you exactly. know whereas uh if you're doing something b2c you can do a half baked product and keep pivoting until you find product market fit but in case of saas you have to come out with a more polished product first and then you know pray that it uh, finds product market fit exactly uh, and someone who wants to make a pitch to you as an angel investor what, what do you advise him or her i think i think uh, this is a framework a lot of people use as angel investors they they just see two things one is the market size and whether the team can do something meaningful in that market so whenever whenever you are pitching to an angel investor try to answer these two questions very very clearly to yourself uh, and then only start pitching this episode of founder thesis podcast is brought to you by long haul ventures Long Haul Ventures is the long haul partner for founders and startups that are building for the long haul. More about them is at www.longhaulventures.com.